What could it look like to use history to ground your hospitality business in a sense of place, shape the culture of your teams, and make your guests and neighbors feel more connected to your hotel? I can't think of someone better suited to show us what this can look like than our guest today, Cindy Leonard, who is the historian at the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Of course, the Broadmoor is one of America's most iconic grand resorts, and I recently had the chance to stay there with my family. There's an incredible sense of history that permeates every aspect of the property and guest experience, from the art on the walls to the extensive collections of photography to the stories from the staff I spoke with. In this episode, you'll learn how Cindy uses history to engage their teams and delight their guests. Hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. So I was walking around the hotel looking at the history. This seems such a bedrock of the broader community. Yes, it's a big part of Colorado Springs. And actually, Spencer Penrose, who built the Broadmoor Hotel, was really thoughtful about that. When he built the hotel, he thought, well, people need to do something. So let me build a road to the top of Pikes Peak and start the hill climb. Um, let me build a road to the top of you know Cheyenne Mountain and build a lodge up there. Let me start a zoo. And so there were a lot of things that he was involved in that really makes Colorado Springs. It's a beautiful, beautiful city on its own. And it has just beautiful landscape. But there are a lot of attractions that have evolved over time. The Cog Railway is another one that he's been instrumental in. And now that the hotel owns the Cog, the hotel owns Seven Falls, and the hotel has rebuilt um, a lodge at the top of Cheyenne Road, it, it's just a partnership with the city. And and there's a lot of a lot of people have warm memories here. I, I remember one of the first times I stayed here, my daughter had her prom here, so we got a room. And then, you know, I heard her girlfriends came over and when she turned 18, we got a room here and I ran down to the breakfast burrito place and got burritos and brought it back for all the girls. And a lot of people have really fond memories of coming here in the 30s and the 40s. We had a lot of honeymooners back in the 40s and the 50s and they would take pictures of them poolside. And we'll have people come back on their anniversaries saying, hey, my grandparents stayed here. Do you have any record of that? There's a lot of fondness for this hotel. I would like for you to speak a little bit to what your work today covers as a historian of the place, because there's this rich history, but you're also, as you mentioned, you're connecting it to today for people who are visiting now. So how do you do that? What does your work cover? Every day is something new. Probably why I love this job. Last week I was working on the, his, the equestrian history at the hotel because we're going to have a polo event on the 24th. So I was, I was looking at, okay, what's the history of the stables, the equestrian events? week before that, it was how many presidents had stayed here for President's Day for historical hotels of America. So I did an article for that. And then there's a, a romance. What do we offer at Valentine's Day, which is very relevant and very current. So every day is something a little bit different. It could be for current guests. We had guests here for kind of a 20 speakeasy weekend, and I might be working on a scavenger hunt. Sometimes I might put little things in the case, you know, a vintage wedding top or something like that and make it a part of the scavenger hunt. So every day is a little bit different. And by having the multiple properties, it's a different, it's a different topic. 
I wonder if you could walk us through some of the ways you found most effective at communicating at a very tactical level, the history, because I, I saw it everywhere from printouts to historical photos on the walls. In your experience in talking with, I guess, both guests and team members, what do you think is most effective at communicating the history? We started something new this year, and it was to give a very a consistent message out to the team members. So every month they have a department head meeting and I'm doing a presentation. So February is is horse month, equine month. So we did burrows up to Seven Falls, burrows that helped build, you know, the Cog Railway, the history of the equestrian. There were some Pikes Peak or Bus Rodeo. So that's February. And then, you know, March will be a different topic. And and so I'm trying to get a consistent message out to the team members, whether that's through the, our intranet, whether that's through meetings or their daily stand-ups where there's just like a little snippet that someone can refer to. And there's so many topics with a, a hotel that this, that's been around for so long. Some of it's just the architectural. How have we changed over the years? Used to look like this and now it looks like this and now it looks like this or this was torn down and this was replaced. That becomes a vital part of that. And by pushing out that consistent message each month on a different topic, I'm hoping to create both a catalog for new employees to look at, but messaging out that'll happen every single month. Why is it important uh, communicating and educating your team? What does that do? Um, we have a lot of guests that ask a lot of questions. And I, I was able to stay at some of the other offsite properties when I was working on, we have a beautiful art collection too. And I was doing kind of an inventory of the artwork. And I found that everyone was, um, our team members were so interested in that history. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I don't care. They, they're like, well, I heard this. Well, I heard this. Because they like to share those stories with our guests too. If a guest asks a question, they like to be able to answer it. So it's kind of up to me and the hotel as a whole to, to help train that. It's taken me a long time just to learn what I've learned. And I don't know all of it, believe you me. But I think making sure that they have you know that tool so if a guest does ask them a question, they feel confident and, and it builds them up and it gives us a better level of service. Well, let me ask this on a, a personal level, though, because you say it, it's taken you a long time, but you love history. So I imagine you've done a deep dive into this. What have you personally found most valuable in learning the history of the place? You never know what you don't know. Uh, you know, and just recently working on the polo event that's coming up. And we had a polo event last year. It was a winter polo, so it was the first time. I'm trying to find photographs. I'm looking at newspapers. I didn't have a lot of information. So this year, you know, there were some old negatives. I have boxes of old negatives. And so I figured out how to use the scanner, and I found pictures. I found pictures of the guy that kept the time that had like a bell, and he gongs it. It looks like a stopwatch because it was in 1930 or 1940. And I find I go down a lot of rabbit holes. I'll have someone that will ask about something. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I have a picture of that. And I'll, I'll search online and then I'll look to see if I have something. And then I, yeah, like one guest had asked for a photo and I, I found it. And and I'm like, and someone said, well, this came from this. And so then I had to go down that rabbit hole. I meet a lot of other historians in the city too, which has been really helpful because I don't have a- Wait, where do you meet them? I, you know, they'll ask me questions. They'll have a book. I've met, I have three or four. There's one here recently. And he was working on something, so I shared some information. And then he shared some information back with me. And I had mentioned about getting old newspaper articles from the 1920s, 1930s. It's hard to get them through the library, and they're hard to read. Some of the copies are poor. He said, well, you know, they have the original newspapers at Colorado College. I go, they do. He goes, yeah, they'll sit you in a room, and you can look at them. I go, holy cow. So I, I don't know, like, all those little past 
because it, it's not my background. And so I'm learning how to research this stuff. A, a person that's an archivist, you know, by trade probably knows all how to do this. But you have curiosity. And I think that is something that all of our listeners can take away from. Be curious about your place, right? And you have a lot to work with at the Bradmore, but I think that curiosity is, is serving you well here. Do you find it to be personally rewarding? Oh, yes. Every day. We used to have an outdoor pool that sits where our lakeside rooms are now. And I want to do a kind of a homage to that pool. And I had a guest that said, hey, this was my grandfather. He worked at the Broadmoor. Here's a picture of him in 1918 before he got called up to war. And he was a lifeguard. And I had this amazing picture of this guy. And he's got his lifeguard outfit. He's standing there at the lake. I didn't have anything like that. And, and this guest, I don't know if he even stayed here. I think he, he used to live here. His dad used to live here. We've been corresponding back and forth. Well, he found some more photos today. So he's going to send them to me. And it, that's that kind of that full circle moment where everything comes together and it, it'll all, in the end, be in this case that represents, you know, swimming at the Broadmoor. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 